conquer local. It's really a breath of fresh air. Good times. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure. And then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem. The hardest part here is going to be getting me to shut up on this one. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Hosted by Jeff Tomlin. Welcome to the Conquer Local podcast. Our show features successful sales leaders, marketers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs who will inspire you with their success stories. Each episode is packed with practical strategies as our guests share their secrets to achieving their dreams. Don't forget to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel for the video version of each episode where you can see our guests in action. Tune in to learn highlights of their remarkable accomplishments and get tips to revamp, rework, and reimagine your business. Whether you're a small business owner, marketer, or aspiring entrepreneur, the Conquer Local podcast is your ultimate guide to dominating your local market. Tune in now to take your business to the next level. I'm Jeff Tomlin, and on this episode, we're pleased to welcome Chris Knutson. Chris is a published author, university instructor, inventor, and renowned consultant. He currently works as an independent fractional CMO and a CEO at Stoic Yeti, an advertising agency focused on helping direct-to-consumer companies. As a former CMO of Purple Mattress, he started and sold several companies, including 3D Plus Me, a venture-funded consumer 3D printing and scanning company. He's the author of a book, Trust Me, I'm a Consultant. And as a consultant, Chris's main focus is to help businesses and ideas flourish alongside technological advances. Get ready, Conquerors, for Chris Knutson coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. Hey, the book is called Trust Me, I'm a Consultant. Chris Knutson, welcome to the Conquer Local Podcast. How are you doing today? Great, Jeff. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Hey, well, it's awesome to have you here. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, you know, you talk about the transition from employment to entrepreneurship. And uh, so talk a little bit about first, you know, what inspired you to write the book and, uh, um, and what people can sort of expect from, from the, you know, the topics you cover. Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, I'd say about 13 years ago, I was a chief marketing officer at a large agency and, uh, and I'd saw, had, well, I, I guess I should say, I was seeing the rise of outsourced chief financial officers and a lot of them were working independently. And I thought, okay, if small businesses have a need for outsourced CFOs, they have a need for an outsourced CMO, right? So, um, I decided that I was going to jump into consulting and work with small businesses who needed like very professional CMO type of help, but really couldn't afford, you know, a full-time CMO, right? So there was a quarter time, maybe half time, depending on the company that I would go do that with. And I just jumped into it, um, both feet first, like no real like plan, like I'm just going to go for it. And I was, I was kind of tired of being employed at that point. I was like, I don't want a real job anymore. So, um, uh, it wasn't a great way to do it, frankly. And as the last 13 years have gone on. I, mean, I remember thinking back in 2010, I'm like, okay, well, if I can't make this work in six months then I'm going to go get a real job again. And somehow I made it work. Right. And so I, I wanted to write a book um, about all of the experiences that I've had in consulting and, and um, how it's applicable to someone who's looking to get into that type of work. But I wanted to write a book that was different than I'm going to call it your basic everyday uh, type of like entrepreneurship book, right? Most of those books are geared towards, okay, you're going to go, you're going to build a product. You're going to, uh, raise money. You're going to go start a company and hire employees and do all that type of stuff. And there really is a, a step in the middle there that I think is, that's really, 
um, a smart way to jumping into entrepreneurship. And that's like, I'm going to go out and be a one person consultant. And that's how I'm going to go start this. And there's also a lot of people who are like, look, I don't want to raise money. I don't want to have employees. I just want to go and make good money. And, and maybe I'm an accountant that wants to be just a CPA on my own, or I'm a computer programmer, I'm an engineer, I'm a whatever it is, right? Somebody with those technical types of skills. The book is really a how-to guide uh, on, on how to go do that rather than go and be like, okay, I'm going to start the big company and build a product and raise capital and do all those types of things. So I wanted to talk to that group of people about, hey, here's how you just go do this on your own. Yeah. I you know, So this topic is near and dear to my heart because uh, I'll, I'll give you a quick story and background. My, you know, I... When I got out of school, I always you know, thought someday I wanted to build a company. I wanted to work for myself. And I can't, that came from sort of a personal experience, you know, watching my dad. And uh, I, I know like, my dad had a number of jobs. He was in, in the uh, um, Canadian Armed Forces for a long time. He had 25 years in, did a number of things after that. And I tell he always wanted to work for himself, but he didn't take that step until a, li- a little later in life. And I remember very vividly. I've never seen my dad so happy as when, you know, he took that, that first step and, uh, and then started working for himself uh, as an accountant and had, had a bookkeeping business. And then, you know, watching him inspired me, you know, later in life to, to do a similar thing. And um, so the, you know, the whole topic is, it's really personal to me because, um, you know, I, I drew inspiration from my dad and I, and I watched him sort of go through the process of, of you know, stepping out. Hey, Right. Yeah, that's awesome. It's uh, and that's who the book's written for people like your dad. Right. Where it's like if you're sitting there wondering, like, I, I've noticed this a lot. Just I've had a lot of clients over the last 13 years. And it's really funny. I'd say in about half the companies I'm working with, there's some point where someone will pull me aside and say, hey, um, so how did you do this? Right. They're like and they clearly are trying to figure out how to do it on their own. Right. And so it, it's very much a book written to those individuals who are like, okay, I just want to get out of the rat race and I just want to be a consultant and I'm going to go find myself four or five clients. I'm really interested in making anywhere between, depending on what the job is, right? I mean, in, in technical fields right now, you know, US dollars, 20 to $40,000 a month in type of consulting rates, right? Uh, it's like, how do you get to that place? So the book is uh, it's a how-to guide. It's not a 30,000 foot like, oh, hey, this is really cool. You should go try it out, right? Which is kind of a problem with a lot of business books. They don't really give you a good roadmap. It'll just, they, and they're not revealing what I'll call like the secret sauce to going and doing things. I didn't want to write that book. I wanted to write the book that was like, here's the detailed approach about how you go and do this and not fail. And um, make sure that you, you know, that you're safe and that you're going to get over this. I call it the Indiana Jones bridge from the third Indiana Jones movie. They have the invisible bridge, right? I talk yeah, about the, yeah. the Indiana Jones invisible bridge. It's like, okay, the bridge is there. You just don't know it's there. You got to kind of step out on it and take a little bit of a leap of faith. And here's a really smart way of doing that. So it's a very methodical plan about how to get you to that spot. And I thought it was really interesting what you said about your dad. It sounded like once he figured out how to get there, he didn't have my book to go be a guide, but he did it right. Like yeah. he went and he did it. A lot of people do, but it sounded like he was happier. Like he was a happier individual when he got to that spot where he was like, okay, I'm my own person. Now I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. That's it. It's exactly what happened. Um, you know, and one of the things I wanted to ask you about in, you know, in the book, you, yeah. you indicate that uh, when people are employed, um, and their performance, um, as they're employed can provide some markers of how they might, uh, perform, mm-hmm. you know, being out on their own, and maybe you can talk about that a little bit. 
Yeah, that's a great question. It's it's very much around this the concept of the 80-20 rule, which is not a rule that I invented. It's a, it's a rule that I borrow off of in the book, which is 20% of your employees are going to be your rock stars and 80% are not going to be your rock stars. And this is kind of a general rule that I've seen uh, very much in, I've consulted with hundreds of companies over the years. And uh, it's a general rule that seems to stick pretty well. And so I have this, this theory, this opinion of what I've seen, which is if you're a 20 percenter, you're going to do really well on your own because you're generally a self-starter. You don't have to be told what to do. You don't really need a boss. Um, you're really good at your trade, whatever that technical skill is. Uh, and you're, you're generally going to go out and you're just going to get it done. You're going to figure it out, right? The 80% group is a different story where um, they do need a boss. Um, generally, they're unmotivated. Um, they maybe hate their job. They maybe hate their manager. Uh, they maybe hate themselves. I mean, there's, there's all those things that come into play, right? Where um, the 80 percenter has to, uh, and, and I take them through a, a kind of, I'll call it a detailed process in the book where it's like, hey, you need to discover, are you that 20 or are you the 80 percent? If you're an 80 percenter, the good news is you can change and become a 20 percenter. And my opinion is that that those 80 percenters should stay where they are or get another job and and reset in a new job and learn what it takes to become a 20 percenter. And I outline that very much in detail in the book. It's like, if you're going to be a 20 percent star in your company, this is what's required of you. This is what you have to go do. Because when you find yourself in that spot, you're going to you're going to put yourself, set yourself up very, very well for self-employment. When you don't have somebody sitting there staring over your shoulder and asking you what you're doing all day, you're in a place where you're going to do really well on your own. And so um, so I encourage everybody to be a 20 percenter, right? It's it's um, it's the, just the right thing to be anyway. But uh, again, if you want to go out and you want to be on your own, those skills that you have as a 20 percenter, uh, especially to those of you that are natural 20 percenters, you're going to do extremely well on your own in self-employment. You know, another thing that you talk about that I think is interesting, too, is about the importance about the, the distinction between leadership and management, because understanding that mm -hmm. distinction has a lot of implications for things down the road, like your ability to, re, you know, uh, attract and retain clients over time and things. Maybe to, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, how you think about that distinction and why it's important for people that are striking out on their own. Yeah, it's leadership is really about conveying a properly and I would say effectively conveying a vision for where you want to go. And, and in your own work, in your own self-employment, you have to sit down and say, well, what's the vision of what I'm really trying to build here? Where am I really trying to go? And this is this is a mistake that I made coming into it where I hadn't really defined what that was. And frequently what you'll find is it's like, okay, let's say you're a graphic designer. It's like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to be a graphic designer but you have to kind of look at the vision of the future from a leadership standpoint and say, okay, does that mean I'm going to be just a graphic designer? That's fine if that's what it is. I'm just going to be on my own. Or am I building a graphic design firm? Or am I building a product that's going to turn into a thing that becomes that the graphic design firm will be basically the impetus for, right? So you have that that's vision. And that's ultimately what, what leadership is, is, is understanding and then conveying that vision, conveying it also to yourself, which is really important. This is what I'm really trying to do here. Management is easy. Management is the execution of the vision. And so once you see what the vision is and the vision is understood, then it's putting all of the pieces together to go execute on that vision. And that's basically all that. I mean, people really have a problem with overcomplicating management. Management is not that hard. Um, when we have a management crisis in the United States, and I would assume that you also have a management crisis in Canada because it's very similar to the United States, right? Where we yeah. have um, in the United States, nine, uh, or I'm sorry, in the United States, an individual hold 
between nine and 14 jobs by the time they're 35 years old. And that's really a crisis of management. It's not really a crisis of, of, of companies, right? Well, I mean, it is by extension, but people don't look at their company and say, I don't like this company. I don't like this product. I don't like that. That's generally not what they're doing. They're just saying, I, I got to quit because I don't like my manager. I like hate my manager. I don't get along with them. And it's generally a, uh, an issue of the manager is really bad at just management. They're bad at conveying the taking that vision that is conveyed or hopefully is conveyed from, from the top of the business and then executing on the management level to really go make it happen. So um, that management crisis is a, a really big problem. And this is actually something that's really hard to solve. And it's the reason, or I should say a primary reason why a lot of people are sitting around just going like, okay, how do I just go do this on my own and get clients and like make my own schedule and, and, and control my life more. Right. So um, that's what the book is a guide for. Yeah. Both super important things and uh, play different functions. Hey, like really different functions. Um, yeah, you know, we, we, we talk a lot of, uh, about that around here too. Um, you know, when we're solving different problems, you know, you always have to start with the vision first and that requires, you know, leadership. I like the way that you state that. The management of things uh, equally important to the execution, you know, a, a, a after the fact when everybody's pulling in the same direction with the vision, right? Right. When I got out of school, one of the you know, things I, I I read a lot of books because I, I didn't know what I wanted to be. Background on me is I, I got an economics degree and and uh, way back in 1994, I think is when I graduated, not to date myself. But um, the only thing I knew for certain when I get, got out of university was that I didn't want to be an economist in any sort of fashion. So, you know, I, I had to I had to do a little digging to see, see where I was going to land and. And so I read a lot of books. One of the first things, you know, I was a sucker for infomercials and I, I, uh, I bought, uh, you know, got the rankers, uh, you know, personal power from uh, Tony Robbins. And, it, but it, oh, yeah. that, that one had a big impact on me. And one of the, one of the first things that I learned through going through Tony's stuff um, is, you know, one of the biggest things that holds people back is a fear of failure. And, uh, it, you know, you, you, you talk about that too. And, you know, how, uh, how important it is to number one understand that and then number two how to overcome that when it comes to you know strike taking action striking out and and uh, on your own and going in a, in a certain direction maybe you can give me your take on that yeah the, the number one reason why people won't strike out on their own is is we i just call it fud in the book which is fear uncertainty and doubt right and so um fear uncertainty and doubt generally comes because of lack of of uh, knowledge. It's not like a, a lack of courage or motivation. It's typically a, a, a lack of knowledge. Uh, the other thing too, is the older you get, the more obligations you have. Right. Um, and I talk about this in the book where it's, uh, that, that line from fight club, which is, you know, the things you own start to own you. And, uh, and that's where we start to get sometimes in life, especially if you're striking out on your own in your forties, which is actually a really ideal time to strike out on your own, because generally by the time you hit your forties, you really know what you're doing. Um, in terms of your your craft and your career, right? So, um, so it is a. Uh, I'm sorry, I lost it there, Jeff. The original question because I went to Fight Club. I'm sorry that it was really good though. No, we were talking about you know just strategies to overcome that uh, that you know that ah, fear. Yeah, fear. Of, uh, yeah, knowledge is knowledge is what knowledge is the thing, right? So I, I looked at and I said there weren't a really a lot of good places where I could go. Um, I was afraid when I did it, right? I, I have this plan. It was a kind of a loose plan, but it was like, look, if I can't make this work, then I'll just go figure out 
and get myself a job in six months or something like that. Right. But it was, it was very much a, a bad plan. Right. Uh, and, and so that's how I managed the fear and the uncertainty and doubt. I was like, I can always just go get a job. And that's true for everybody. You can always just go back and you can always just get a job. But the, the way you overcome that fear is just by knowledge. And that's, that was really the goal in writing the book was, okay, I want to give people knowledge. So they look at it and go, okay, here's a really good blueprint. Therefore I've, taken away a lot of the questions that I have about going and launching this new venture for myself. And therefore I feel a lot better about doing it and I'm writing it down. I have this plan. I'm going to go execute on it. And uh, a lot of questions were answered that were maybe not answered before. So it's, that's how we eliminate that fear and that uncertainty and that doubt is just by getting the knowledge. Um, the other thing too is uh, from a fear standpoint is while you're still employed, this is really hard to do, but this is something I talk about a lot in the book is while you're still employed, go get a client or two clients that you that are smaller that you can manage. Maybe work on them on the weekends or at nights. Maybe it's like a five-hour week type of a thing. But dip your toe into it and um, and see if you like it. The way you go out and get those clients is you just access your network or you go to your friends who work at different companies. I'll stick with that graphic design example for a second. It's like you just go call your buddy at another company. Somebody went to school. You're like, hey, you guys looking for graphic design? Yeah, absolutely. We could use somebody to come in. I mean, everybody's looking for graphic design help, by the way. That is like this place where everybody yeah. needs help. So if you're in that world and you listen to this podcast, um, don't have any fear. Just run out on your own right now because you will get the clients. But it's like, um, but sticking with that example, you know, they're like, yeah, I need five hours of additional work, you know, uh, a, a week on graphic design. Okay, cool. Just so you understand, I still have a job. I do this on the side. And uh, as long as you're transparent about that and jump into it with, uh, with, another, uh, with another company, while you're in your job, you can you can uh, get a really good taste of what it looks like to be on your own while you're still receiving a paycheck, right? So that's a that's another way to alleviate uh, to alleviate the fear and the uncertainty and the doubt is to just go grab a client or two while you're still employed. Um, but most of you just have to write that plan down. Uh, I, I recommend six months of runway, and what I mean by that it's financial runway. So six months of like pretend you have no income coming in for six months. You have that money and savings that you can live off of that. Uh, and if you do, that's also a, another way that you can alleviate that fear is, okay, I've got six months to get out there and figure it out. Six months is actually a pretty long time uh, in the world of independent consulting to be able to go get it figured out. You should be, uh, should be fine at the end of that six months. Well, I, I like that idea that, that you know, knowledge, Im Im it improves your confidence. You can you can confidently mm -hmm. go into something if you feel that you know what you're talking about and you know what to expect. So knowledge goes a big big way. You know, I I think the other thing that I'd layer onto that too is, you know, looking at at you know the idea of failure the right way too. Hey, like um, mm -hmm. you have to you have to understand that that failing is is not terminal. It's part of the it's part of the learning process. And, uh, you know, some, some people are just really, really scared of failing and, but they, you know, you have to realize that any, anybody that's done anything that's, that's, you know, challenging in life, a lot of failures along the way, but it's just opportunities to learn, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say, I mean, honestly, I haven't learned much from my successes. Um, <laughs> if I think about my no, no kidding. Like, eh? Yeah, that was, that, I was like, that was good. <laughs> okay. But my failures, oh man. And, and this is, this is something else also I discussed deeply in the book is this concept of internalization. And, and this goes back to that 80, 20 thing. Cause I'm like, okay, are you an 80% or a 20% or you really need to internalize that. And internalization is ha just having an honest conversation with yourself where it's like, okay, 
where do I actually really stand at work, at life, my marriage, whatever it is, right? And those, those types of things. But having that internalization and that, that uh, conversation helps you to uh, find that awareness uh, that, uh, that really get, gets you in a spot where you can arrive at that conclusion if you're ready for it or if you're not ready for it, really. You know, um, one of the, uh, like I really like the approach of, of the book. You, you have a lot of stories in there, and I think a lot of the stories are uh, really relate- relatable. Um, maybe you want to give people just a, like a little bit of a flavor of, of you know, the way sure. you've appro- uh, of, of approached the book. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it is, uh, uh, it's written in a very unique manner, right, where um, I didn't want to write like this really basic, boring business book, frankly, um, uh, because I could have written the really like, okay, here's the 120 pages on how to go be an independent consultant. But I put a lot of stories in the book because uh, I wanted the book to be entertaining. I, it also gives you a little bit of a taste of what you can expect because uh, when you get inside of smaller businesses, there's uh, there's a lot of weird things that happen, frankly. I mean, there's a lot of strange things. And so I've gotten into a lot of situations um, where I've seen like a lot of really weird things and that makes for really good stories and there's good lessons that come out of that as well. Uh, but, uh, I'm trying to entice people, especially, I mean, just the back cover copy is just chapter, you know, chapter headings about different things that happened. Right. Um, uh, one that comes to mind is, a the, uh, the Navy SEAL rules of combat and a board coup d'etat that I witnessed. Right. And, uh, apply these Navy SEALs rule, rules of combat to a board coup d'etat. So I, I wanted people to um, get a taste of like, hey, when you get out there and you get in the world, I mean, most people in their own businesses are in a spot where they're seeing the weird things inside of their 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 companies. But um, when you go to the level that, that I've been at, which is is a lot of like marketing and like management type of consulting work, frequently I'll become really close friends with the CEO. And then I'm hearing all the really weird stuff, right? And the CEO is just looking for someone who is um, outside of the organization, but is paid right? For an opinion and wants to hear, uh, you know, wants to hear my honest opinion about what to do about certain things that are happening within the business, right? So it's, um, uh, so yeah, the book is a little bit of a wild ride. It's, um, it takes, it really interwines all these kind of these stories. Some of them are really funny. Some of them are just kind of like head scratchers and, uh, and other ones are like unbelievable, but at the same time, I was just reading one of the reviews on Amazon of someone that knows me that wrote a review. And he says, they're unbelievable stories, but I was there. They happened. Like I saw them. Right. So, um, so it is, uh, it is meant to be entertaining. It is meant to be more of it, like, there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of um, uh, in, in the book. So it's not like this kind of boring, just kind of like, okay, I'm going to go read this chapter about this and that the chapters are intentionally short because we have a shortened attention span. Uh, and so the chapters are normally three or four pages. So it's easy to read and get through it quickly. Um, but I think that the addition of a lot of the, what I'll call the memoir style type of stories that I placed in there um, are, uh, they, they give the book a lot of substance and uh, and depth and make it a lot more interesting to read. And I think when you hear those stories too, it makes it easier to, to understand the concepts that I'm trying to convey uh, and then also apply them in your own life. That was the other reason why I wanted to write it that way. If you had one takeaway for people that are listening along, what, what takeaway would you give them? Yeah, the, the, the takeaway that I would give them is, is it's not as hard as you might think that it is, right? Um, if I can do it, you can do it, frankly. And um, I, I'm just like your average intelli- intelligent person. I'm not like uh, some crazy like rock star guy, right? Uh, you don't have to be working at like some company like McKinsey or someplace like that to be out doing 
independent consulting work. And uh, if it's something that uh, you've always thought about, but, you know, Jeff, to your point, just have the fear and you don't have the ability, like the fear is holding you back, right? You really want to see what a clear path looks like to this type of a life, then, then buy the book. It'll give you a clear path to it, right? But it's, it's, I want you to just understand as a listener that this isn't that hard. It's not hard, that hard to go do. And you might make a lot more money than you're currently making right now, right? Especially when you're up and you have full-time uh, work. Uh, it's not unusual, especially like I'll call it marketing consulting, which is where I spend most of my time. That's not an unusual place to make 30 or $40,000 a month in consulting fees. And, um, and even, even more, I mean, I've had months where I've made way more than that as a single individual working out, doing consulting work, like a lot more money than that. So there's, um, there's a lot of ways to go do it. So, so if you have that fear, just buy the book, read the roadmap, right. And then internalize your yourself and where you stand and then make a plan to go and do it. And again, if I can do it, you can do it. That's the thing that I really wanted people to know the most is like, I'm not special. I just kind of went out, I figured out how to do it. I think I mostly survived because there was really high demand for what I was doing. And I made a lot of mistakes along the way and you will too, but that's okay. That's totally okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, grab the blueprint and go for it. That's what I said. Individual entrepreneurs always inspire me. It takes a lot of courage. The name of the book is Trust Me, I'm a Consultant. Chris Knudsen, thanks for joining us on the Conquer Local podcast. If people wanted to continue the conversation with you, how do they reach you? Yeah, you can reach me. You can go to our website, sevenfigure.consulting. Um, you can find me at uh, Chris Knutson on LinkedIn. Uh, there's a number of ways uh, that you can get to me. My agency is Stoic Yeti, which is kind of a funny name. People are like, what is that? Stoic Yeti is the agency. So stoicyeti.com is uh, where my agency resides. And uh, that's, there's a number of different ways that you can get to me. Well, on uh, behalf of everyone around here and myself, thanks so much for joining us Uh for a, for a quick chat. It's been a pleasure uh, getting to know you a little bit and uh, best of luck. And I look forward to maybe circling back with you in the future and having you on again and uh, following up, see where things are. Let's do it, Jeff. I appreciate your time. It was great to be with you and uh, thank the audience as well and, uh, and everyone there uh, working on the podcast. It was, uh, it was great to be on. What an interesting conversation with Chris. His journey from being a chief marketing officer to a successful consultant and author highlights the importance of taking risks and embracing entrepreneurship. His decision to leap into consulting without a detailed plan emphasizes the need for self-starters to overcome what he calls FUD, which refers to fear, uncertainty, and doubt, in order to pursue their goals. Another key takeaway is Chris's insights into the 80-20 rule, where 20% are self-starters while 80% may feel stuck in their jobs. He emphasizes the value of self-awareness and personal growth encouraging individuals to internalize their goals and create a clear plan, and seek knowledge to embark on their entrepreneurial journey. Ultimately, his message challenges the fear that often holds many people back from pursuing their dreams. In simpler terms, if he can do it, others can too. If you've enjoyed Chris Knudsen's episode discussing entrepreneurship and consultancy, keep the conversation going and revisit some of our older episodes from the archives. Check out episode 626, Unlocking Career Potential, Advice from a Talent Management Expert with Suman Cherry, or Episode 623, The PepsiCo Way, Lifelong Learning and Leadership with Jorge Alzadi. Until next time, I'm Jeff Tomlin. Get out there and be awesome.
You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Suleiman Adam. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Brandon Moore, and Suleiman Adam. Executive producers, Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Suleiman Adam. Recorded at Vendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.